Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast, those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created their grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck. Welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey everybody, today I had the opportunity to sit down with my man Corey Worf, owner of CrossFit Weddington and Weddington Fitness Center. This guy's been grinding his whole life, putting it out there for athletes, for people like you and me, just regular folks going to the gym, trying to work out, stay healthy. Um, he's a good inspiration and I hope you enjoy his story. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Good, good. So tell me a little bit about... Um, what brought you here to North Carolina? I know that um, you've been in Florida, over on the West Coast, here and there. And uh, how'd you end up here in, in Charlotte? I was uh, training athletes in California and I had f- my parents lived here. My father passed away and then I got asked as to come back here and help run a family business. Okay. In 2001. What was that business? Fireworks. Mm. Yay. Was it here in North Carolina or was it, was it over in, the border? It was just over the border in South Carolina. Okay. How long did you do that? A long ass time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Too long. Too long. Too long. But, um, so now being over here, you've been in CrossFit since it's pretty much its inception. Um, where, where did you start CrossFitting and, and where did you find out, you know, where'd the bug come from? I started in my garage, okay. uh, found it online, um, talked to another friend that was doing it, um, did it in my garage for a while. This is 2005. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'll open a CrossFit gym. And then <laughs> the, the short-sightedness of it was then was that I'll open a CrossFit gym. Oh, I looked online. Oh, there's already one in Charlotte. So I won't open one. There was one at that point. Uh. I would have been the second. But I started going to the other gym, which was CrossFit Charlotte uh, under Andy Hendel and um, stayed there for a while. Okay. So just training there or did you coach there? I worked there? out there for a while. Then I, then I helped coach with a okay. couple other guys at the um, 6 a.m. class and then coach a little bit here and there. And so and then from, from there though, you went to, um, I know you were over in Steel Creek. Yeah. I okay. helped open Steel Creek and I was... Supposed I was waiting on a buyout from the fireworks business to be a partner there. Okay. And then when all that came around, it was the same time that I kind of went on my mountain bike ride. When I was on my ride, I kind of like, I don't know if I want to be partner. Cause I had just come out of a partnership with a family member that didn't work well from my father's part of the business. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I want to be a, have a partner. So okay. I drove home one day and told my wife, called my wife and said, I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive out to Waxhaw and see if there's a place for a gym out there. I couldn't find anything and I stopped and I talked to a realtor and they said, hey, I have this space in Weddington and there was a uh, YMCA there for 16 years that they were leaving. Okay. So and the I, timing was... Yeah. Was good. Was perfect. Yeah. Like literally I walked out the back door. People there weren't really... They didn't know what I was doing. Walked out the back door, walked around the building, walked in the front door, walked it off. It was exactly 400 meters. I said, oh, this will work. Uh, I've <laughs> ran around that building many, many a time. That's good. What, um, so what made you decide, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to open it. It feels right. I mean, did you have any feelings or? Um, no, I, I, I just, I think if, if you are the type of person, 
I think the start is what stops most people mm-hmm. um, the, and with, with anything. And that's one of the taglines with one of the guys, that mental performance stuff that I'm doing now is with Brian Cans, like the start that stops most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's literally like if you, most people talk about, I'm going to do, I want to do, I can do. And it's just like that people that put the toe in the other people that jump all the way in. I've, right. al- I've always been the person that jumps all the way in. It's <laughs> yeah. either work or it's not going to work. Right. It, it wasn't a long decision. It was like, I'm I literally like on a ride home from work, coaching in another, another gym. Yeah. Um, I'm going to open a gym. I, it wasn't like a long thought out thing. It was like, I'm going to open a gym here. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty quick. Cause I remember driving by there and I saw the why, and then all of a sudden, bam, it was CrossFit. And I just saw CrossFit from, you know, online. I'd never done it before, before coming into your gym. Yeah. It was, it was weird coming in. It was yeah. intimidating. I remember that day. Oh my God. Like, it was I so intimidating. I remember every moment about that day. So. <laughs> I was, you look at the, you know, a nine o'clock class. Um, well, it's a little bit different now, but, but back at uh, nine o'clock, cause I remember that was my very first class and I had to do cleans, which I had never done before and then run around the building. I was the only one in that class. And, and now you come in here and there's people everywhere, yeah. you know, um, it, it is, a, it's a special place. You know, and, and a lot of times when I moved here in 2011, you, you try to find your people and, you know, fortunately with you opening up this place, we were able to find our people and this has kind of been our tribe. So, uh, you know, I'm grateful that you guys started this here. Um, It's been a good, it's kind of organically happened. It wasn't anything that could have been planned out. I've seen other people try to do it other places. Mm -hmm. I've seen people leave here and try to open their own gyms and they're like, Oh, it's not, it's not the same. Yeah. It just happened to be the right place at the right time. And with, with, with the right people, you know, it was a lot of transient people that didn't in this area at that point, it was just starting to grow. And people, like you said, came here from other places. And this was one of the things that, that they found from people in the neighborhood or they sought out when they moved here. And it just kind of happened the way it is. It's funny you say you were the only person in the class because back in the early days, I coached every class. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife would be like, there's nobody there. Why are you there? I'm like, if I'm not here, nobody's going to come. Right. You know, if I'm, I, I, I think a lot of people view things like that. Well, if it, there's no reason for me to be there. Well, if I wasn't here, you wouldn't have shown up. Yeah. You know, somebody, you may have knocked on the door and we would have lost that first interaction. So. Right. Right. It's true. And especially, you know, so people will look at you and, and this is one of the reasons, you know, um, I really like the podcast and, and what I'm trying to get across is somebody will come in your doors and they'll look at all the people here and they'll be like, man, this guy overnight success. Right. Yeah. And it was far from that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a, it was a lot of, a lot. I mean, I've, I've always been self-employed. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done things that worked out really well. I've done things that didn't work out very well. And I've, and, you know, and that's kind of the, one of the things you, the, the people that stick things out, that ride it out are the ones that usually work. Right. You know, so. Are the, what are some of the, what would be one of the biggest obstacles that you've had in this 10 year time um, that you were like, I don't know if we can keep going. Well, we were, especially when we were, before we, well, it's kind of twofold. Like it was the fact that our rent was going up more than we could afford to spend. Mm -hmm. And the fact 
that we couldn't find a space and move into. That was like that teetering point until like, well, we own the property we're in now. Yeah. Well, the bank owns it and we, we pay them money to say it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that whole process was you were part of, you yeah. were there and you know, it was, it was, there were a lot of times where I would go to bed at night going, well, I hope tomorrow works out and, it, and it's good. You know, it's, it's being right. self-employed isn't, it, it you kind of miss some of the security of working for somebody else. I mean, it, everybody yeah. comes like, it's hard to work for somebody else for 20 years and go in one day and get fired, but it's hard to wake up every day and be self-employed. Like when, when somebody, you know, when somebody's sick, I'm there. When I'm sick, I'm here. When you know, yep. something happens, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, there's a big opportunity cost <clears throat> of being successful and whatever it is, you know, business or sports or things like that. You give up a lot. You give yeah. up vacation time. You give up different holidays because you're in here doing some kind of wad on a, on a Thanksgiving or a Memorial day, you give up a lot, yeah. you know, do you regret that? No, okay. not at all. Not Family at all because, has been supportive. Yeah. Very. That's good. It's hard sometimes, you know, like, mm -hmm. cause I'll miss, I have missed things with my kids that I should have been there for, or I show up late. Um, yeah. but, but I'm try to try to always be there. So yeah. it, it's, it's hard sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, back on. Okay. We, had a, we had a little break there. Yeah, so we had somebody knock on the door, actually come in the door, which is part of owning a business. There's always somebody coming in the door. Yeah. Trying to work out, somebody comes in, they want to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I like. I like the little setup. I like coming in and meeting and getting on site um, with people. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so not just business. There was a, a benefit that you were part of um, where you rode from California all the way to Florida on road bikes. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, so one of, so one of the things that led me to coming here initially was one of my best friends and athletes, like part of me training someone is I never trained someone for the money. I never trained for the spotlight or anything. I always trained them because I believe in that person and, and they become part, like kind of the same way here. I, they become part of my family mm -hmm. or I become part of their family. Um, one of my best friends and athletes got hurt, Jimmy Button, um, and the Supercross in San Diego because I trained pro motocross racers before I did CrossFit and I still do that, uh -huh. Who, which I have done that all the time. Even when I sold fireworks, I was always kind of, kind of kept the toe in the water. Was it motocross? It yeah. Was that kind of like your passion? Cross. Yeah. Okay. It's both. I started in mountain bikes. Um, so, and then went to pro super pro mountain bikes and the pro supercross. That's, okay. that's a long, long, long story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just skip ahead. Um, he got hurt in San Diego and he got paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Um, I went with him to, to all that, which is a whole nother long story. Yeah. Um, that was very life changing for me. Um, it's, it's like it, it, the probably other than getting married, losing my mother, um, and having my first child, that was the most life changing thing for me. Like how you, how I view and see things and prioritize. Mm -hmm. Um, he called me one day, he goes, Hey, I want to ride a bike. I'm like, okay. He hadn't ridden a bike since he got hurt. I'm okay. He, and he goes, no, I want to ride a bike. I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I want to ride a bike from San Diego to Florida. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I want to do it. I'm like, okay. And in the back of my head, I'm going, okay. So I'm trying to be supportive and I'm being sarcastic like I am, as you well know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Like, I didn't know if he could do it. Yeah. And he, I said, well, here's what he goes, what I need to do. I'm like, well, let's try this. Get on a trainer, sit on a static trainer. You can't fall off. What happens? 
couple of weeks go by, he's doing it. It's doing it well. He goes, then he's like, we're going to get this tandem bike and we're going to ride on a tandem bike from San Diego to Florida. I'm like, okay. I, I can't say no. Cause right. if he's going to do it, like it's, yeah. he's going to get better. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's do it. And he goes, okay. And then he sends me a, it's like, it goes further down. It's just like going back and forth this whole time. And then one day he goes, I rode a bike. I'm like, you did. Huh. Was it like a three wheel bike? Cause he, and he goes, no, I rode a, I rode a bike. Yeah. I'm like, wow. He goes, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay. Part of me is still going, yeah, sure. He goes, no, we're going to do it. And then, like, and then like stuff starts showing up in the mail. Like he sent me a bike and sent me all this other stuff and this gear. And I'm like, oh no, I got to train for this I guess you're doing thing. this. Yeah. <laughs> so we like, it, it was this whole deal. Like we had a bus, we had a follow car. We had somebody who took the bus from where we started in the morning, dropped us off would go until where we planned on stopping for that day, which uh-huh. didn't always work out. <laughs> and then due to weather and like conditions yeah. and then terrain, like we, this is really before, this is like 2011 before, like we, and it, we, we didn't have ways and maps and stuff yeah. the way it is now. We're like, oh, we should probably go this way. We still, <laughs> we marked everything out on a paper map. Um, and he would meet us at lunch and then meet us at the end of the day. And then we would kind of map out how far we were going to go. And like, it was, it was very kind of like off the books planned and then yeah and then like i still didn't think we we're gonna do it and he goes we're gonna do it on this date i'm like okay oh, all right <laughs> he goes well <laughs> you're gonna get paid to do it. i got paid to do it because i got the the foundation paid because i said i can't take off work for that long he goes yeah. we'll, we'll pay you to do it so i ended up i got paid to do it and then i was like i, I can't not do it now right like, crap what was the foundation for uh it was to raise money for the reeves irvine research center. So it was a spinal cord research. Okay. So, and how's he doing? Jimmy's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended, I think we ended up raising close to $400,000. Wow. And we, and it was, it was, it was definitely an adventure. Like it was, it was crazy. Like it was, it, it's, if you, you can't explain what the country looks like until you ride across it. Like, yeah. And you don't just ride it, you smell it. Like different, I can tell you what roadkill different parts of the country have. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you what, what states have really poor roads. Yeah. <laughs> like it's real rough. Yeah. Um, and then terrain wise. So it's good. How it, long did that take you? I think it took us, it should have taken us, we had planned out to take about 36 days. Okay. And I think it ended up taking us 56. Oh. He crashed uh, in Liberty just outside of Houston. Okay. Just not crashed. Like he crashed several times, by yeah. the way, like because he, he couldn't readjust because he's, he's incomplete quadriplegic. He has like 70% of use of body on one side and like 40-ish on the other. So okay. it was like things like things that you wouldn't, like the wind blows the wrong way. You can't correct and crash and goes crazy. There were, there were a few crashes that one on the last day. So it was like, Holy crap, we made it this far. And we're not like, yeah, like you're going to get up and we're going to finish this. Um, he crashed and just outside of Houston fell over, didn't get his pedal out and fell over and broke his elbow. Okay. Had to go to back to California, um, get it plated, put a skateboard pad over it. And 11 days later we were back on yeah we were riding a little bit slower so that's what took it a little yeah. bit longer amazing so it was it was fun it, so, was, it was it was one of those things that like you can't you couldn't explain it yeah i would not do it again no <laughs> <laughs> no it's kind of like your that, colorado ride it was fun it, it was, was good fun and I'm you're not like doing it again mm, okay <laughs> did um so i i know that you've always been um an entrepreneur and is that drive because you just 
didn't want to work for somebody else or you just had ideas and you wanted to pursue them? I have worked for other people. So when I worked fireworks, I worked with a family member, mm -hmm. which I was still like self-employed. Um, I worked when I worked in-house at Schwinn. I was, I, I was in, in the kind of loose corporate world. And I think when I got, I, I just had, like, if you work for yourself, you know what it is, the way it's like to work for yourself. And mm -hmm. then things just, I think you have a different mindset. Like you don't ever, once you work for yourself for long enough, I think, and even when I worked, I was a private contractor when I worked at Schwinn County, I was an employee, but I was still a contractor uh, mm -hmm. when I worked with their race teams for a while. Um, and I, then you're just in that world. And I don't think you ever think of yourself as an employee after that. Like if, once you've worked for yourself, I think you exhaust that avenue and you're, you're more willing to just, you, like I said before, it's a start to stop most people. And most people won't start something because they're afraid to. Yeah. After you've done something, the worst thing you're going to do is fail. Right. You know, okay. not the end of the world. You can get, get back up and do something again. So the, the worst thing you're going to do once you try something is you're just going to fail. Yeah. I think people are so scared to fail. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know, I don't know why. Like, Security. whether it be, it's yeah. Secure. People, people, everybody, I, I feel that a lot of people are really want to be like, feel like things are going to be okay. Yeah. Like. I have a, we, we have a friend, um, who like has told me like he makes significantly more than I do. Mm -hmm. He's laid everything on the line in the last like five years, three times, like signed everything away. Yeah. Like, I hope this works. Cause if not, there's nothing left. Not right. like I'm going to put part, I'm going to invest some money in this and see what happens. It's like, you're signing everything you have to hope that it works. And yeah. we, and we did that when we opened this place and we did, we redid it here when we opened this building. Right. When we bought the property, it wasn't like, hey, let's just put a little bit in and see how it goes. It was like, we're signing our house, we're signing all this other stuff, and then we're doing all this other, like, it better work. And, right. you know, and, and that's a different mentality too. Like, it's not like, it, I hope it works. Like, right. it better work because you you have kids at home, a wife at home, and you have, you know. Yeah. It, that's, that's your driving factor. Like, you yeah. want to make sure that it works. That's, it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. It's sleepless nights. Um, but like I say, you know, at the end of the day, um, you can step back and say, you know, what I created, yeah. you know, a lot of times when you're in it and you're doing it and it's the grind, you don't realize it, but every now and then you get a glimpse of standing yeah. back and you're like, this Dude, is pretty I, good. I, this is part, like I've cried several times. <clears throat> um, like I cried, well, I recently cried when my daughter got, uh, an offer for a college, but mm -hmm. I cried when I bought this place. I cried when I bought my house that I am in now. Nobody knows this. I bought my house. Like when I grew up, I grew up poor. Like my parents were professionally poor. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like we're kind of poor. They were professionally poor. <laughs> <laughs> like when we bought my house, which most people are like an average house. Like yeah. I never, when I was a kid, I never dreamed of, that wasn't like what we dreamed of. Right. We didn't dream of owning a house. We I don't even know what we We just dreamed of like doing stuff. It yeah. wasn't like, we didn't like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have that. Like, and when I bought our house, I'm like, wow. You know, so that it's, it's, it's a, big, a different mentality. Like it's, yeah. it, it, if you don't expect, I think too many people expect, we didn't have the internet back then either though. Yes. Yeah. Everybody expects to have the drive Bugattis and have a jet and like they should have stacks of money. Right. For doing nothing. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different time. I'm glad I, I wasn't growing up right now because you're yeah. right. We didn't have the internet. You, you just, 
did. And you walked and took a step forward and this looks cool. And eventually, you know, I'm going to get to here where everything's laid out in front of you. Yeah, I think, but no, I think it's not even like pushing forward. I think that too many people in this, in this generation, which I think we're taking a tangent, but in this generation, they look too far ahead. Yeah. They're looking up here and the other people that are afraid are looking back here to see what happened behind them. And they're like, Oh, well, that happened. I can't do anything because that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And they forget where they're at. Yeah. Like I'd rather be in this moment and be as good as I can. Right. And this is what helps me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up today and be the best person that I can today. Yeah. Do everything that I can fight those demons inside of me that tell me to be like, I could just lay around and be lazy. Yeah. And there's a time for that. Um, but I'm going to be the best that I can today and not worry about tomorrow. Cause 90% of the stuff that I worry about that could happen probably will never happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's not worth it. No, not at all. So you're starting to dip your toe back in after a little while into the supercross, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I have, I have more than a toe in it at mm-hmm. this point, but yeah, there's, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, but I'm, I'm training, I'm training, uh, some guys now who are doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing for me, like everybody has that thing that, that they grew up doing or that thing, that part of their life that like gives them like pure happiness, mm-hmm. like racing is what does that for me. Yeah. Like there's like being at a race is like, it's, it's exhilarating. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, okay. So what, what do you see in the future? Um, do you have anything like, mm, man, I want to do this or you're just going to keep, what, you want the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 100%. I mean, do you want the truth or do you want what everybody else wants to hear? No, I want um, the truth. Like realistically, I'm a hundred percent going to, I would like to, once my kids are gone in a few years, sell my house uh-huh. and not have a house, uh, either have a motor home or a tiny home or something. Yep. And continue to work with motocross athletes, continue to run the gym. Yep. Uh, once my kids are gone, there will be a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my sons are going to do. I don't know. Who knows? I know, yeah. my, I know what my daughter's going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to be there for them, but I, but I want to, I think that too many people focus on having money. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can get more money. Yeah. You can't get more time. No time. Yep. So I, I think that like being rich to me is having the ability to go and do things. Yeah. So I would like to work. This is, this is my plan. It's yep. not the best plan. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are, ah, you did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I would like to work three weeks out of the month, run everything that I do, do everything and have one week a month where I can, where I can get on my bike and ride for a week. Yep. I take my wife and our motorhome or our van that I have that can go anywhere. Or take my kids somewhere for a week at a time, and and, yeah. and each month set aside a week and and work. I don't care. Work until I die. I don't want. I don't. I don't think that what I do limits me at any in any aspect for a long time. Like yeah. I could work. I could do what I do right now. Um, I don't really want to wake up at four o'clock every day for the rest of my life, but yeah. I could. Yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. Uh, keep evolving. Keep learning. Like I said I, before, I'm doing some. Um, I'm kind of like sport is like all sports are like at least I've talked to some other coaches and like in the, on the low side, sport is 60% mental. Mm-hmm. And realistically, most sports uh, are 
anywhere like 80 to 90% mental. So I'm doing mental performance coaching now. Okay. And I think that's a place where like the future's going in terms of coaching mm-hmm. with athletes. And then, you know, it's like, and it could, it could be athletes. It could turn into mental performance coaching with um, business people. And it could go anywhere because everybody needs to have a positive, you know, it's, it's all about perspective. Right. So you, if you can change your perspective inside and the way that you present yourself and your body language, like if you walk around like this all day, every day, you're going to think you're like this. Yeah. But even if you fake it till you make it and you, you act like, you know, you act like you're up, then you're yeah. going to be up, you know, yeah. or, or you're up anyway. Yeah. So, um, I think that's where I see myself. I, I don't see myself not being here, right? you know, cause this is, I enjoy doing the, like the biggest part of this for me, I could do other stuff is like seeing a change in people's lives. Yeah. There are very few things where you, at the end of the day, you know that you made an impact. All right. Like I see on a daily basis that I make an impact in people's lives. Yeah. And if I feel I'm not, then maybe it's time to do something else, right. but I'm, I still feel that way. Right. right. Now. And you'll probably feel that when it comes or it's just a little shift. And yeah. a little change. I do like, I do like the, the attitude. Um, I, I like, I think it's so important to surround yourself with positive people. Um, it just brings out the best in you. Yeah. It brings out the best in everybody. Um, but it's funny cause I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on what you want to do in the future. And you were so worried and you were like, well, I don't know if other people think this, but, and that's what causes a lot of people to not do it. Yeah. Right. No, I'm doing and, it. And it's like, um, even, even everybody and normal people and normal people that go out and put themselves out still have those thoughts. Yeah. I don't want to wait until I'm like 70, which no. I, okay, I think I'm going to work until I get, if you said, when were you going to work? I'm pretty sure I'll work until I'm 70, which yeah. realistically isn't that long away. I know. Um, but I don't want to wait until I'm 70 and maybe have two replaced hips to go. I think I want to go hike the Grand Canyon. Right. Like I want to go do it now while I can. Yeah. You know, and I, it's a few years away. You know, I still have like four years. My kids have, sons have four or more years of high school, four mm-hmm. and a half. And then at that point, like it's, I think it's time for change and yeah. then evolve into something else and then put some money away. And then who knows? No, I think that's exciting. I think that's great. Um, any regrets? No, I don't think, I don't think you can have regrets. I think everything. So, and I personally feel there are some things in my life. I don't, I've never done anything with the attitude that it was to hurt or, or do something poor to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, I maybe I got in a couple of fights or something, but whatever. I, but I think everything that I've ever done, mm-hmm. could I have done things differently? Yes, most definitely. Um, but I think everything that I've ever done in my entire life has gotten me to the point where I am now. And I, I thoroughly enjoy being me. That's good. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Well, good. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah. This was fantastic. And uh, CrossFit Weddington, Weddington Fitness Center. Um, If you're in the area, check them out. Corey, I appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.